You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous, me at Cartoon Therapy. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. You get the episodes way sooner um, than if you haven't subscribed to my show. If you can write a review, write a review. If you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I talk to people about all kinds of things. It's also, it's called Strictly Anonymous because you remain totally anonymous on my show. I change everybody's voices. Even if they don't want me to, I change everyone's voices now. Um, you make up a name, you could make up where you're from. You just got to be honest about everything else. Uh, but if you want to be on the show, send me an email at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to talk to me, but you don't want it and you just want to like reveal like your secret life or your naughty life or talk about something that you can't talk to somebody else about, or you want my unprofessional advice, uh, but you don't want to be on my show and you don't want me to air the episode, uh, I offer like, I don't know if it's called coaching or consulting. I don't know. I've been doing that for some people and it works out really great. There's a fee for that. But if you're interested in, in like I said, calling me up but not having me air the episode, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Today I want a girl named Monica. She wanted to use like five different other names before we picked Monica um, because she is from another cult- country and she had all these names that I was like, they don't even sound like girl names. I need something that sounds like a girl name because my listeners are so excited when I have a girl on. So this girl, Monica, is super interesting because she is from a culture, country that is sort of repressed but she is not repressed this young girl I mean she's only like 20 and when she was even younger she went looking online in a fetish kink community to sort of satisfy her curiosity and she found out that she was into a lot of things and she definitely started to play and she talks all about uh what went down when she got involved in that community there was a fucked up situation that happened in the beginning and then she did meet a guy on there and they started to do like kinky video chatting and we talk all about that we also talk about all the stuff that she's into uh on her own like i said she's it's interesting because she's like a virgin, but yet she's more experienced than any bitch I know. Uh, and it's more within herself. She's been able to sort of explore her sexuality solo a lot with that guy on the video chats, but also just, I think, in her room alone, just through her own curiosity to uh, sex in the kink world. Um, and we talk about that. We talk, and you're going to find out a lot about her. Um, so I'm just going to be right back on with Monica. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Oh, hey, Monica. Is that what you said your name is? 
Yes, name's Monica. Hey, Monica, how you doing today? Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Well, thanks. It's nice to be here. Yeah, so I don't know how you found my podcast, but you wrote in because you had... I mean, the end of the story is you wound up like involved in this online kink fetish community and met somebody and did like online video sex with them. But the way you got to hook up with that person was interesting because at first when you got into that community, you met somebody and started sending nudes. And then that person like like held your nudes hostage, basically, and was like threatening to put them out there. Right. Which is really fucked up. And I think everybody's worst nightmare. Or like biggest yeah. fear, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I do. It's because, well, I haven't, it's not something you would do very often. And I, because in that community, it felt safe because people understood you in in a more taboo way, but they accepted how you are. Right, you know? so you felt like that person would be cool, right? Like, and not do something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And apparently that person did that because I was being an asshole to one of his friends and just to get back at me. And I don't think that's a very moral way of, you know, trying to get back at someone. No. First of all, how old are you? You sound super young. I just want to make sure you're legal age. Okay. (laughs) Because I can't have, I once taped a girl for like an hour and a half. I spoke to her and then she tells me she's like 15 or 14. I was like, I can't talk to a 14 year old about sex, like an an air that it's, it's illegal. How old are you? I'm actually 20. Okay. You're 20. And how old was the guy? He sounds super immature if he was doing that because you were talking to his friend or whatever. I mean, it sounds like high school stuff. Like how old was that guy? He was 19. He was 19. So it is kind of like young person stuff. I don't know. But I think, did you have, did you, were you dumb enough to put your face in these nude photos? Oh, no, no. So it was just like body shots, but he was going to throw them out there and say that it was you. Yeah. Yeah, that's messed up. Let me ask, let's go like back a little bit. Like how did you, as a 20 year old, right? So I'm assuming this started when you were like 19, 18 or 19. Like how did you find this online community? and get into this kink fetish world to begin with? Well, um, I was more young when I found out more about these types of kinks, fetishes, and etc. I, because I get, my friends introduced me to different types of fan fictions of books before. So it kind of intrigued me in a way, knowing about different types of ways that, uh, how people want to find out about their body and different things they want to experiment with and explore about their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, so these things are uh, because I myself am a highly curious person, and I wouldn't stop until I get to know certain types of things. Yeah, that's so, like me. I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> So, so if somebody like brings something up to you, you go into it and like look into it and just to find everything yes, out about definitely. it, right? And mm-hmm. I wouldn't stop research- researching about it right. until mm-hmm. I am satisfied. So um, one day I just come across um, another friend of mine, or I think I found it on the the list of um, communities. So I decided to join it. And but what was the are- name of the community? Oh, the name of the community was um, the Kink Server. Okay. And you knew that this was about sex and this was like all different types of kinks and you were curious about it? 
Is that what why you yes, got into it? Mm-hmm. I was definitely um I was definitely curious and joined the server because of that um that point. Mm-hmm. And but let me ask you a quick question. Were you a, a virgin at this point or you had had sex before? No, I am still a virgin. You're still a virgin, right? So you're I was thinking that just cuz like maybe where you're from. I know um Right, like maybe in your culture, is it like most people are virgins still until they get married? Is it? I don't know. Um. Well, yeah, there are uh, a lot of people who are still virgins. However, there are just some cases where uh, a lot, a lot of mis mishaps happen. And what do you mean mishaps? Mishaps being like um, uh, some because there, there's something. Uh, that our country need, which is a curfew, and um, women or even kids can't go out at a certain time because there tends to be a lot of men who um, have this habit of drinking uh-huh. and they just roam the streets and if they found a lady, they would catcall them and suddenly approach them and um, do nasty things like Right. And this um, is like a lo- not this is like common in your culture is what you're saying. It's not common. It's just that it happens. Um, it happens very often. Right. OK, so you're like a virgin. You're looking around on this website. You find this com- online community that has to do with kinks. Right. And yeah. you get into it. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Um, I was in the community for about. Uh, three months mm-hmm. and within the second month uh, this person just comes and approaches me asks me oh you're a nice person you're really pretty people have said you're kind and everything and it kind of like um, I'm not the type of person to manipulate someone but apparently he says that he says um, can I see some photos of you so I send like photos of like below my face i don't show them yeah uh, i haven't shown them anything yet just below my face mm-hmm. but and were these nudes just, or just like in clothes um first in clothes okay mm-hmm. yeah and it just develops from there and he he fully escalates it saying that oh can you can you take off your shirt can you take off this can you take off that so i did that and i knew because there was no, there was no uh, shot of the face. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, it's going to be fine because there's no face shot. Mm-hmm. So after, um, the day after, it's because I stopped talking to him completely and muted the conversation with him. And then he goes on to the community, like outside of um, our DMs mm-hmm. and he says that this girl sending me news and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out I'm gonna uh, tell the the community leaders to ban you to kick you or like so that you won't be able to get back into the community but this is like a sex um, this is like an online kink community right where this is yes, kind of probably is. acceptable behavior and what people are there for right I mean come on I mean, yeah, that is true. However, it is because it's a sub community under a um, organization. So they, it's like mm-hmm. um, different types of communities under um, one organization. 
Right. And this and happens to be the sexual sort of community, but they probably have very vanilla ones and regular ones, too. So if they did go if he did go to the top, it would be a problem. Yeah, it would totally mm-hmm. be a big problem. So within the course of like about a week and him saying that he would expose all my pictures, I had a lot of issues and a lot of people trying to comfort me, trying to um, contact the the main um, main connections who will be able to help me try to take the guy down and um, get his IP address and block his uh, connection from the server completely. Yeah, he's the one. I mean, in this whole scenario, he's the one that should be kicked out of the community and who, who should be told on. You didn't do anything wrong sending a picture of your tits. Like, who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's the one that's fucked up. Um, you know, it's c- kind of yeah, backwards. He had, he had it backwards. Mm-hmm. And eventually, during the course of that week, I met a few people as well who um, who comfort me and uh, still friends of mine till today. Mm-hmm. Which is where which is where it brings me to the guy yeah. who um, we spoke about in uh, that uh, we had the video call sex. Yeah, right. And so how does that progress? So all these people are reaching out to you, comforting you within this like kink on online kink community, right? And then you one of them, how does it go from like, he's just consoling you to you guys are having video sex? Like what's how did it? How did it play out with him? Well, it's because at first he was saying that yeah, he was a dick. The the other guy who was trying to expose me. Yeah. And um, he's like, I bet he wouldn't be able to uh, pleasure you the same way that I would. And I just got shocked at the first time. <laughs> right. I got a little shocked mm-hmm. because um, he he started. Um, we would just usually have normal conversation, like we developed as friends, and we we found out more about each other's bodies just through just through messaging one another. Meaning, like and he then, asked you questions about your body, you asked him questions about his, like that. That yes. those okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he asked me if I was comfortable, ev- if ever, to do certain types of things, and that's how we first begun. One day, we uh, we did this type of game that we would call each other. Uh-huh. So when when we are on the call, he tells me this type of really kinky and. Um, this kinky story saying that he would do this to me do that to me and uh he would tell me to uh either touch my boobs or pinch myself somewhere smack myself or plunge myself in and he i should vocally react so that he would hear it so because i wasn't yet comfortable with the video call sex Right. So this was first over the phone at first, just yeah. now because you're talking to people all over the world on these kinds of like communities, right? Was this guy from your country or was he from someplace else? Uh, no, he's from Europe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the thing is like with, I don't really feel comfortable when I'm talking to someone online when it comes from my country because they can possibly find you and see you and it would cause some uh issues you uh-huh. know what i mean yeah, of course because suddenly you give them information about you and you live in the same area as they do they can 
they can say such rumors about you and um yeah yeah and it could really tarnish your reputation because like i'm assuming where you're from you know because it's much more common to still be a virgin at 20 and to not be really out there doing the things that maybe other 20 year olds in other countries do you know you seem like way more innocent to me than most people i talk to i mean young 20 is young but some people in america have already started having sex when they're you know 16 and by 20 it's a very different sort of vibe you know and i just feel like because of the country that you're where you live you know there's a lot more purity there so and a lot more shame if you got caught sort of doing any of these kinds of things right definitely definitely that's why i end up doing it at late at night well like from (laughs) yeah you better not get caught 11 p.m till 3 a.m so what time okay so wait so let's go back to so now you're first just doing audio and he's like asking you about like your body like he would ask you questions just so that he was getting like a visual in his head about like what you look like and what your body was like is that the kind of stuff he uh, would ask you? well he knew how I visually look like however not the body just yet just my face because we would share pictures with one another just the face so you would send pictures of your face to these people only to th- that guy who to I that guy started. right because you guys became yeah. friends so he knew yeah. your face, then he wanted to get to know your body, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So um, we were just uh, getting to know each other. And, you know, the call, um, uh, there would be, he would ask if I was comfortable, if I was, do, uh, if he, if I, I liked the things that he was telling me or the things he told me to do to myself. Mm-hmm. And did uh, you? Yeah, I did. I definitely did. Mm -hmm. Because he knew a lot. He learned a lot, he said, as well from the community to figure out what uh, women and girls such as me like Mm -hmm. when in like during sex. So, right. And you were learning, I'm assuming, by being in that community, too, right? Yes. And I didn't know that there were that many kinks. Um, at that time <laughs> me neither I've been doing my I learned from my show from having all these people on and I'm like oh my god like all these things that people are into I would have never known either um, yeah because there are so many things to be to suddenly get interest in yeah and I think if you're a curious person because you're cure, like you say you're very curious like you know your mind could go you know even if it's for like a week here or a week there like maybe you won't commit to all of the fetishes or all of the kinks right but as a curious person you could probably like get down with something every right because of just because of your curiosity yeah right i mean i know and- that that's the way i am as a curious person Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number 
the website and the email address will all be in the description. And I actually got into so many types of things that I didn't know that I'd be um, into. Right. And your curiosity led you to those things, right? I mean, so what did you guys talk about between each other that you were into that he wanted, that he was into too? Well, there was a lot of spanking and domination. Mm -hmm. And you being the sub and him being the dom? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I told him that I particularly liked choking to the point where um, I get really dizzy Uh and uh, I lose my breath. And then he said, like, okay, fine, you can try that. And then he said that he didn't want to hurt me at first. He was afraid. Yeah. Because... he said, "Like you're, you're innocent. You haven't had, you haven't had sex yet." And um, he was afraid of hurting me. So I said, "No, just do whatever the fuck you want. Do it rough. I don't care." But you were so, with him in real life, right? I mean, who was choking you when you're doing this with him? You're choking yourself. Oh no! Like, yeah, I'm choking myself. Oh my god! You know, haven't you seen these people that die from this uh, kind of thing? Like, you have to be just. I, I just got to give a little PSA for this. That's a public service announcement that. That kind of, I mean, there's been some famous celebrities that have died from that, musicians. But like, you know, that is, can be dangerous, uh, what you're doing, uh, you know. So you should be a little careful, especially doing it by yourself because, you know, you don't have somebody there in case you sort of click over into the danger zone to get you out. I mean, it is a little dangerous to do that. I know I've never been into that and I don't know much about it, but I do know that it's supposed to be very, I'm assuming very gratifying right because why else would people do it but it is also dangerous like people die from it you know that right well yeah I did I do know about that and we both both me and Malo are um, aware of this uh, and we did have this type of safety reason like if I felt uncomfortable I can stop and uh-huh. I, I tell him that I don't feel comfortable I don't like what's happening and we should stop this so he told me you can tell uh, that I can tell him that so it's fine with him of course but let me ask you this when did you get into that choking like how did you know you were into choking is that something that you found in that community and then you tried it at home by yourself or do you um, do, have you fooled actually, around with people and done like I know you said you're a virgin. Have you done other things with guys or are you sort of doing all of this sexual stuff with yourself? I'm actually trying to explore myself more at the moment than uh, interact with other people uh, in real life. So, right. So the choking you it, did for the first time with yourself. Yeah, it's because of um, constant reading of such erotic novels and um a watching type uh, some types of things so i thought of like why don't i try this myself uh-huh and you liked it it's really good yeah it's really good <laughs> i mean it must be because people talk about it and what is it that like you're choking yourself while you're or like like while you're pleasuring yourself at the same time like what what is how does it work Because I've just read about it because it's been like a part of a news story when someone sort of dies, right? But I don't, I've never had anybody on my show before who has been into this to actually explain it, you know? So I'm, my, my curiosity is kicking in and I just want to know as a side note before we go further with the story, how does it, what is auto, because they call it auto asphyxiation, right? I actually didn't know what that it was called that so I think so 
But like wh- when you like, are you choking yourself with one hand and like fingering yourself with the other? Like, uh, what is it like? What yeah. actually goes down? <laughs> because like when you're trying to finger yourself and choking yourself at the same time, it adds to the pleasure and gives you some type of some type of like high. Really? Yeah, it does give you some type of high. Yeah, and I think that's what it, makes it dangerous. Mm-hmm. Which kind of like makes you go float off to another world and um it's not nor it's like it's not like normal sex or normal masturbation of course not yeah because you're fucking choking yourself (laughs) (laughs) come on so it just i can't even explain that that well it basically it's just a different type of high Mm -hmm, for sure yeah no, I've, I've like, I like, listen, people don't die from it because it's terrible. They die from it because it's so fucking good. They can't stop. And then I think what happens is because like you said, you're going to another place, right? I mean, you, it's not, you're not like in your body, right? And you could lo- leave your body. And you know, what happens if your, your mind isn't sort of like, you know, attached enough to get you back. Right. And I think where you could have a slippery slope is, and you don't seem like the person to me that is using drugs or alcohol. Right. Cause if you combine that with doing choking yourself, you could really make a mistake. Right. And not be able to bring yourself back. So I, you yeah. know, you just want to be careful. Yeah, of course. I mean, I myself, uh, find, uh, like, I see myself as a very self-controlling person, so uh-huh. uh, I I I have a very high sense of self-control. So if I've if I feel as if I've had a little too much, then okay, it's enough. Like, yeah, stop. Mm-hmm. So you so, tell the yeah. guy that you're into choking, right? And then now, are you now first still doing this over the phone with him? Um. Yes, actually. Okay, and then... Oh, um, we did... After a month of the phone calls, we started doing our video calls. Right, that's what I was wondering when it switched to be video. So I'm assuming you're doing some, like, sex talk with each other, audio, and then you feel comfortable enough to do videos, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it was just um, that he asked me after a month if it were okay that we tried something like video so i was like okay maybe maybe we can try something a bit of that and then um so we started out the video and i felt kind of shy as like when he was watching me and then he was like okay um just listen to what i'm gonna tell you Uh and do do whatever i tell you to do so i start doing what he tells me and he tells me to call him daddy i was like oh oh okay then Mm -hmm. um which i quickly actually get adjusted to and find myself liking right yeah and so we start out with just simple touches on the thighs on the neck on chest and that's not even um without clothes yet oh that's with clothes on yeah okay this guy has patience. And I mean, uh, guys he has uh, a lot of patience. But what with the guys the the takeaway from this story at, at right now for guys that are listening is like 
Because I feel like sort of deflowering a girl as innocent as you is like every guy's fucking fantasy, okay? Like, because you're like super pure, you're really innocent. Like, I just think a lot of guys would love to get be that guy in this scenario, right? And, you know, the like I said, the takeaway is, is like, be patient and let that girl learn to trust you and, you know, and let her feel comfortable and let her sort of let you know when you're interested. And then it's, you have much more of a chance than if a guy would have come in with this same offer for you, like right off the bat, right? Like you wouldn't have been into it. This guy really had patience and let you feel comfortable and trust him right before he starts doing all this stuff with you. And then look at the shit that he's doing with you. (laughs) Well, um, his, he told me multiple times, even that his main aim wasn't to pleasure himself, but to pleasure like me himself, Uh because he thought like it's a little bit, um, selfish if he would be taking off and uh benefiting it benefiting from it more than the purpose of why he's actually doing this which is to just turn you on or to teach you i mean he had to be though i mean maybe because he's a dom like he's getting off on like having you do the things that he wants right but there's got to be something in it for him but i i get why that would be a turn on for you if he's coming from that place, right? Because mm-hmm. it's all about you. Yeah. Well, um, well, it was not only me getting off during the video calls. I mean, right. he would he would get off as well, actually. Okay. So we would be getting off at the same time. Like he tell he tells me to do what to do, and I do it, and then he says, "Oh fuck, that's good. That looks really good." Right. Yeah. And then he's like getting in into it as well. And then do you guys like orgasm together sometimes? Does that happen? Um, well, he uh, first he tries to make me orgasm like multiple times, which uh, is a little bit difficult. But um, we end up orgasming at the same time. Uh-huh. Uh Eventually. Yeah. And he directs you. And like, what are the things like I know that you started out with the choking, but like when he's on to the video and you have the clothes on, you said first it starts out with you touching yourself. Like, how does he eventually get you to take your clothes off? And do you see, do you have your face? He knows you, right? I mean, you guys are looking at each other, right? Because he already seen Mm -hmm. your face. You've seen him. Yeah. Well, it begins with like the touching, first of all. Like he wants first that I get um, wet before I start taking off uh articles of clothing uh-huh so um when he starts seeing some type of wet spot like through my pants it's like okay take it off oh that's just so like, interesting right and like how does he get you that wet what does is he telling you like hot stories like what's going on that makes you that turned on or is it just for the fact that you're on the phone and you guys know what you're gonna do there's a bit of humiliation and uh like um praising which kind of gets me on like what, for example? Like, he calls me, oh, that's such a good little girl. <laughs> right. And um, he would tell me, uh, you like that, don't you, huh? You're being daddy's bad little girl. Right. So it's that daddy things. sub thing that you, you, yeah. you like, right? And he's into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he so sees just, your wet spot. Yeah, go on. So just, I just can't help. Um, uh getting off to that you know Uh uh-huh just hearing 
that he's proud. Right. And then, and he's directing everything, right? Mostly, Mm -hmm. right? And you like that because you're into being submissive. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he gets... Sorry. No, you go. Being being submissive is like... uh, Because um, usually how I grew up, I was... I was more because I'm the oldest child, so I I got used to being uh, being the one who keeps telling people what to do uh-huh. between my and I didn't. It, it felt kind of tiring, and this this thing was sort of a type of change for me. Yeah, I I, I hear that a lot. So even with like guys, a lot of men who are like alphas in their regular life become are into being subs in their in the kink world because it is so opposite of who they are in their regular life, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's right. So I feel like that sometimes is the case. Probably not always, right? But maybe sometimes. So what else do you guys do? So he starts with the, the he sees your wet spot, then he makes you take off your clothes. Yeah. And then he would make me play with my tits for a bit. Uh-huh. And he would tease me saying that, oh, um, touch your touch your clit i'm like okay i touch it and then he says no slow down don't go that fast and it's it's so scrutinizing that it is difficult to stay at a slow pace when when you're really turned on yeah Mm -hmm. when you know what you want you know what you what you just got to do right but that was must make it really hot kind of right it does yeah and it it ends up really intense as well. Yeah, we just talked about this on my last podcast that I aired or a couple, a couple of weeks ago about um, it was a guy that was into chastity devices mm-hmm. and, it, uh, you know, all about like holding back your orgasm and not sort of going there and how all these kinds of situations could really be extremely hot, right? And so for you, it was like you could have just touched your clit. You were so horny. You just wanted to come. But because he forced you to go slow, it was like he would make that orgasm probably way more intense when you were able to have it. Right. But he would like spread it out. Yeah. And that's the thing that if I don't, um, if I'm not obedient, I get punished. Really? What is, what happens? Like, how are you punished? You can't have an orgasm. I can't have an orgasm or he would make me spank myself about 10 times or, I'd have to watch him orgasm and he just left me like that throughout the night. Oh, interesting. This really was a dumb sub situation going. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so... And it, was, it was kind of intense at some point, but I kind of got used to how we do our thing. And he finds new ways as well to... Uh, try to improve the the experience for the both of us as well. What would he do? Well, firstly, there were types of like um, doing things anally and vaginally at the same time. Uh-huh. He would want and you to do that. Like, like, would he be asking you to put like your fingers inside of you or like actual objects? Like, what were you sort of putting It would inside? be anything. Mm-hmm. So it would really just escalate from there. <laughs> but like what? Can you give me examples of things? 
there was this type of um what at um for like beginning it was usually more fingers like he uh-huh. would start like with one and then two and then he was like okay shove the third one in I'm like how the fuck am I gonna get that in right and he somehow saw this red thing like in my because uh, I would have like these type of substitutes because uh, in the country you can't really get get them in here like those type of sex toys or uh-huh. uh, those types of things so I had my own substitute so she, he's like that red thing what's that red thing in the background I was just like oh that's nothing and uh, he's like oh that's definitely something so I was like, <laughs> I was, it was he, one of your substitutes <laughs> it was one of the substitutes yeah where do you get substitutes well, research. Right. Online, like you could, you order them to your house. Like, I guess in a country that's so repressed, you're not allowed to do those types of things. There is information available, right, of where you can get substitutes, right? Actually, not getting substitutes, but making substitutes. Oh, interesting. Making yeah. substitutes. Mm-hmm. Could you tell me what your substitute was made of? Um, It was like, because uh, I, I made something with silicone, so. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so interesting. You could, like, really try to get people not to do engage in any kind of this stuff, but look at the, the what people will do just to get off. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're like this young girl making silicone dildos in your house. pieces <laughs> like, you're figuring out a way. <laughs> yeah. It was really fun, actually. Uh, and the kind of feeling that when you make something yourself, just to make yourself a little more uh, feeling more turned on and that you have an extra uh, an extra something, something, you know? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he saw it in the background and he was like, go get that thing and let's play with it. And then he makes you put yeah. it inside. You know, had you ever played with it anally before? Um, well, there's another thing for that. Right. What is that? Well, it's the same type of thing, so. Right. Another kinds of substitute, like an anal substitute. (laughs) Yeah. But, (laughs) but he, he doesn't tell me to do it at the same time, like having objects in both holes at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just to get used to the feeling. He tells you to have the objects at the same time or at, at the oh, beginning no, no, he just, says not. Just, he just does it one one place and then the other place. It's just one at the same time till now. Oh, okay. And now you do two or you're in another relationship now, right? You're actually in a relationship now. You don't, do you still video chat with that guy? I do. We started video chatting once again uh, after a long one month. Oh, okay. But are, are you dating someone now? Um, yeah, I am. And now with that person, are you having like real life like interactions and, you know, sort of living out your kinks and things that you're into with him in real life or not like real life? I know it's real life, you know, online, but I'm just saying like with him in person. Well, um, the guy that I'm in a relationship with, he's kind of more into a vanilla type of things. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So which kind of makes it a little difficult in trying to 
explain things to him and uh, making him more aware of these types of kinks and experimental methods. Right. Have you tried so, to bring it up with him? Uh, yeah, I did. And it kind of made him blush a lot. <laughs> uh, what did you bring up? Uh, I was, I just brought up something simple at first, like, uh, anal. Uh-huh. And it kind of made him, like, stiff for a bit. And he he was like, what do you mean, anal? Uh, are you sure that's safe? Are you sure I'm not going to break you? Am I going to tear you? Are you going to get herpes? Are you going <laughs> to... Oh my god. But have, but are you still a virgin now or no? Are you not a virgin anymore? Well, I'm not a virgin. I I mean, I am a virgin, but it's good to like um have a type of communication on these type of things when you feel comfortable enough to do it. Right, but I mean, you're talking about anal with this guy that you're dating now, right? But have you guys mm -hmm. like how far have you guys gotten with each other? A lot of touching, mostly. Uh -huh. That's about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, will you have sex outside of your being married? Like, you know, I mean, you're you're young. Like, are you looking at? Like, will you have sex, do you think, with this guy? Well, having sex, I feel like, um, I mean, I could wait. And I can do it at the same time, whichever I feel like. And it wouldn't be a problem. However... The thing is that when you're having sex, in especially in my con in my culture, you're like, if you're gonna get married to that person, okay, fine, you can have sex with them. If you're not getting married to that person, you have to refrain yourself. And the thing is with me is that I don't particularly believe in every single aspect of my own culture. Right. Because mm -hmm. I feel like it's a little self-straining. Yeah. For somebody like you, that's making your own, uh, what do we call those um, replacements? <laughs> <laughs> you obviously are a, like uh, you're obviously a rule breaker. You know, you're not like a follow the rules kind of person. Oh, yeah. So wait, how did you get back to Malo? That's the guy's name that we're calling him, right? On the yeah, video chat. Malo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're video chatting with him while you're in this other relationship. Uh, yes, but it's actually fine because, um, my boyfriend right now, he knows that I'm polyamorous. Oh, you're poly. Yeah, I'm poly and I'm pansexual as well. Okay. And what does pansexual mean? There's pansexual, well, there's transsexual. What's pansexual? Well, some people mistake pansexual as bisexual because they think that, oh, you like boys and you like girls. So isn't that bisexual as well? Yeah. Well, it's pan? kind of different. It's because pansexual is basically you don't regard their gender, whether it may be a boy or girl, gay, lesbian, or etc. It's like it's just basically option. That's like just options. Uh huh. Not like a, a you're you're not like you don't see yourself into a man. It's just it's a person, and so yeah, they're just a person. If I'm into a person, okay, they're hot. It doesn't matter if they're a guy or a girl uh-huh right okay now have you fooled around with girls in your country or have um, you just done video chats with girls well i had a girlfriend uh we were into this type of role play thing mm -hmm. in your country or was this a video thing um yeah in my country but like we try to keep it um with it with ourselves mm -hmm. as much as possible because 
um, homosexuality in the country I'm living in right now is a little bit uh, difficult and uh, looked down upon. But how did you find, like, were you guys just friends? Did you meet her in that community? Like, how did you wind up hooking up with her? Well, I met her in the community as well, but we found out that we lived with one, and like, we lived in the same country. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, sure, why don't we meet up? And then we do some types of things. Uh, maybe we can hang out, have a coffee, have a date, or something. So... We did end up dating for about two weeks. And how was that? Well, at first, she was um, a little younger than me. She was like 18. So I have this type of thing when I like girls. Sorry. Um, it's that they have to be older than me, but I also want them to be shorter than me. Shorter? Yeah, shorter than my height. Uh-huh. Why? Do you want to be with, the dom in the situation when you're with a girl or no? With girls, I find myself pretty dominating. But okay. then I but then I'm a switch, so I can be a dom and I can be a sub. Right, with the women. But when it when it comes to women, you prefer them to be older than you and shorter than you. Yeah, uh-huh. older and short. Okay. <laughs> Have because you been with I, any older women? Um no, I've only dated one girl so far. It's difficult to find someone to date in this country who's female. Right, right, right. But so this girl, you dated her for two weeks. Did you guys like go down on each other? Or did you have like that kind of sex with her? Did you get that far? No, but there was a lot of making out and um, the role play, but we didn't really engage in the sex just yet. How come? Because you were Because it was only two weeks and then you separated? Yeah, I found it a little difficult and um, understanding the situation because she was much younger than me. And uh, I, the thing is, when I'm in a relationship with someone younger than me, I feel like they're my younger sibling. Right. Because I'm, I'm very close to my brothers. And if I start dating someone younger than me, I can't handle it, even if it's just one day younger. I'm like, oh, no, I feel you're giving me sort of a a sisterly or brotherly vibe. Right. But maybe that's because of your role in your family is so strong that you can't disconnect from it when you're with someone younger. Mm. Right. That's why you need older. So do you need you need older with guys, too? I'm assuming. Sorry. You need older with guys, too. You prefer them to be older, too. Yeah. Older guys and girls. How old was Malo? Malo is mm, 22. All right. So he's a little bit older. And how about the guy you're dating now? He's also 22. And did you meet him on in this community or did you just meet him out and about like where you live? Yeah, I did. I did meet him in this community as well. So as I said, like there were a lot of people who started comforting me. Um, the guy that I'm in a relationship with, he is one of those uh, people who comforted me. All right, so he knows you're on the, in that community, and I'm assuming you have a profile on there, right, with, like, the things that you're into. So does yeah. it say that you're into, that you're pansexual and that you're polyamorous, right? And so this guy would kind of know. Well, he knows about everything that I'm into, but he seems to be uh, formally okay with it because, I mean, he praises me. He says that he... He doesn't find it re- very weird to 
um, like certain types of things, especially he says, um, quote unquote, as me being a strong woman, uh-huh. uh, in his in his eyes, right. So he finds me very confident in myself. Right. And now, do you and him have like a dom sub situation going down too? Well, um, with my boyfriend, it's kind of a more uh, soft dom. So it's not very intense. Uh-huh. In, uh, it wouldn't be much of the the hardcore spanking or choking or uh, calling the partner daddy or uh, having the restraints. He would be more just just a normal type of dom, just a top. Right. But you go back to that Malo guy when you want the more hardcore stuff? Yeah, basically. And he's still around. And so it wouldn't be a problem because your guy knows that you're down for an open sort of relationship. Yeah. Well, at first he was kind of um, not comfortable with it. But then he understood why I would be in the type of open relationships a relationship because I have like my own types of needs and he does as well which he knows that he can't really sometimes fully satisfy right and what are his needs what is he into well he's more of the type of generic type of vanilla yeah I'm surprised he... that he's in that community considering because you did say he was into very vanilla sex yeah that is true well, he did. He was there. He said he was there because he wanted to explore more things. But the fact, the thing is that he joined the community uh, around a month before me. But after about four or five months, the community got shut down because someone reported it. Oh, no way. Head. Yeah, it did. And everyone got shocked. And some people tried to make a... Um, try to remake the the community, but they failed to do so. And um, I'm one of the leaders in that community, which kind of is dead at the moment. Right. So you tried to recreate it because there is nothing like that out there for you guys, for you curious people that are open-minded to sort of yeah. express yourself or meet like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And because, because of the community, we all felt comfortable in each other's presence so we didn't feel like outsiders like in the real world where some people may think that these types of things are just wrong right and i'm sure that must make you feel better i mean that's what my show is about i always get people emailing me saying like thank you know thanks thank you so much for doing what you do because i you know they'll sort of reference an episode and be like I'm just like that person and now I don't feel like I'm you know the only person that is into that right um and for people like you that live in a country where everything is so banned and you know there's probably a lot of people at home wondering if they're like a freak because they're into choking or yeah. whatever do you know what I mean you're lucky that before it closed down that you got like all these friends and you still have sort of you have relationships within that community still right mm-hmm I do. And you could keep in contact with them through different apps and stuff, right? I mean, I'm assuming the guy that you're dating lives where you live, so you see him. The Malo guy, you obviously went off the out of the community and have each other's number, right? And that's how you guys hook up? Yeah, I have I have numbers of various people from the community and still do keep in contact with them. 
but like some of them don't really have social media so we still keep contact in the chat so we have like chats that uh-huh. still got saved in the community like from the from the main um the main cause of the whole uh different subs of communities right and so you're sort of spearheading a a, a movement to get some kind of community back up online where you live for people to go on well yeah however um we've been trying uh for a few months now uh, for the community to start back up again but it looks like it may not really come back because uh people are afraid of um of our uh, relationships with other people to just disappear once again like how it did because that community was a lot of work as the leader had told us he worked on the server on the community just for about a year to complete all the different needs and wants for the people mm-hmm. and he brought everybody together only to be shut down yeah which was very difficult yeah, I can imagine. I'm, but I mean, lucky for you that you found it and you were able to sort of, at such a young age, find a place where you could live out your curiosity, experiment with different things, and figure out who you are, right? I mean, you know, you're pansexual, you know, you're polyamorous. You would like to have, like, because poly to me is like you could be in multiple relationships at the same time, not just sexual relationships, right? But multiple like loving relationships right like you could be in love with more than one person yeah that's true Mm -hmm. um and so have you done that yet have you had more than one relationship or is this are you new to polyamory well being polyamorous is it hasn't been that new i've i think well if you consider a month uh, kind of new then I guess yeah but, <laughs> yes I would consider it a new one month ago uh, yeah um but um because of the relationship that I've grown with Malo being having a loving relationship with my boyfriend and um developing another type of romantic relationship with Malo uh it brought me to an overwhelming situation where I kind of locked myself in my own room for about two days crying to myself because I didn't know what I was feeling. You mean because you were so conflicted, like you felt feelings over here, but you also felt them over there? Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. And that must have been confusing because that's not typically the way it plays out, right? We all see movies, you read these books, right? It's all about like falling in love with one person, right? They never show that kind of situation that kind of situation yeah which um i questioned a lot of things about myself if i really did love my boyfriend if if um it was real what i felt toward him and all the all the words and such things that i told him if it were really true if i did mean it because of how i felt toward marlo as well which um uh, that the fact that Malo as well told me how he felt, and uh, when I started dating my boyfriend, he got into this type of uh, clingy, clingy and 
a jealous type of personality and i was like why are you starting to act like this and then i just found out that he said i like i i acted jealous and clingy because i was trying to hint to you that i had these types of feelings and that he was willing to date at that time which is why i broke myself off from from the public and and i didn't really talk to anyone at all either my uh my my friends or my uh co-workers wait a second i'm not following that story so he was feeling jealous and stuff because he was into being open as well and that's how it was playing out i don't understand he was he was jealous and clingy is because i started dating someone else right and he was freaking out about it he was freaking out about it because he felt that my attention would would um, focus on something else and not on him anymore. Of course, right. But did he eventually realize that wasn't the, the way it would be and now he's comfortable with it? I mean, did this just happen a month ago? Well, actually, it happened a week ago where oh. he told me how, well, where, we, where I understood how he actually felt. Right. He, he, maybe he thought he could handle polyamorous sort of situation, but when it really played out, he was, he did find himself getting jealous. Now, do you think, how do you think you'd feel if your boyfriend now or Malo ha started to have a relationship with somebody else? Well, if they did have a relationship with somebody else, but um, it would feel a little bit concerning. However, I think I'd grow to be okay with it because seeing to it that they're comfortable with me having uh, different relationships along with them, it brings me to think that okay, the the amount of sacrifice that there's the, uh, that they're that they're um, bringing into this and their emotional health as well, it. It brings me to a consciousness saying that, okay, that'll be fine. But then considering how my boyfriend is more of a very religious person kind of brings me to a difficulty in thinking that he would have another relationship. So it's hard to picture my boyfriend having another relationship aside from me. Right. But is he? But you think that he'll be able to be okay with you having relationships with other people? Because, I mean, he just like he just started to tell you a week ago that he wasn't really feeling OK with it. Right. That was Malo, actually, that he said that he was feeling jealous. And oh, uh, Malo, he, I'm so confused. Yeah. This is why polyamory just I, would never work for me. It's so confusing. It's too many people. <laughs> <laughs> I always make jokes. I'm like, I just don't have that much love to give. I can't even have more than one child because I'm like, I don't know that. I, I don't know how you spread the love so much, you know. Uh, it's just, it's too much. But, uh, so it's Malo that was jealous. Well, you know, you got to understand Malo's like in another fucking country. He's not with you. That guy gets you to, gets to have you in a way that he doesn't get to have you. So I could understand why it would be difficult it, being him in that scenario. Because it's not like you guys ha ever see each other in real life, right? I mean, it's always video chat, right? But then that's the thing um, about not getting to know each other in real life. He just told me about how his uh, 
because he has his family is not that rich aside from his um from his godfather so his godfather offered um to him and his mom that they could travel to the richest to one of the richest countries for their birthday and what a coincidence is is that they're coming here uh-huh where i and it kind of shocked me at, for a moment but it also made me excited because i wanted to like hang out with malo and uh have some type of uh you know interaction after having after a long time of just being an online uh, relationship yeah well when is that happening um it's happening in february oh so that's exciting because then you'll actually be able to fool around will you have sex out of marriage like say with malo because he's not from your country well um in malo's case i think i would because uh interesting as it is even though like in my perspective if i'm not getting married to him but going to have sex with him is because i've grown this type of um comfort with uh in in the person he is uh-huh. and it's not he's not pushy he is not uh he wouldn't force some type of uh aspects or right anything Right. So you think maybe you will have, because I'm just surprised that somebody like you that's like, you know, making your own stuff at home and have exploring all your kinks and then, you know, becoming like the leader of like the kink world of trying to re, you know, invent it in your country that you wouldn't have, you know, crossed the line and had actual sex with somebody, right? In, uh, in, you know, in real life, because you have experimented so much in every other area with yourself. Well, I wouldn't really think it would be crossing the line if, if I, if I seem to be in a comfort where I know that it'll be okay with my own body and it, it wouldn't really damage who, who I was as a, who I am as a person. Mm hmm. And now your boyfriend now who lives here and he is he the one that's religious like is he the one that maybe would never do it with you because of like your country's rules sort of or is it possible that you would wind up having sex with your boyfriend now too? Well, um it wouldn't it's not because of the 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 laws and rules of the country, but it's more of the the rules that he has in his religion that restricts himself from having sex with me uh-huh. but at the same time we, we both have the same religion it's just that I believe in in I don't believe all aspects of my religion uh-huh. yeah but if I would be getting married with uh, with my boyfriend then that would he, he would consider it okay to have sex like with one another if it was uh, if we were both to be married Right. But I wonder how his religion would feel about you being with other people, because I would say that that would be very anti his religion. Well, um, it would definitely be anti of uh, me and uh, uh, me and his religion, actually, because in our religion, we are both Catholic. So 
we have this strict uh, one man or one woman policy. Exactly. Yeah. Yet he's with the girl that has another guy and is poly. I mean, that's like, that's your deal, right? I mean, that's what you, that's, you, you let people know. I know like when we were doing this call, you were like, oh, can my friends sit in and listen? So I'm assuming that like you're, I mean, probably not with your parents, right? But you're pretty open about who you are and what you're into, like within your group of friends. Yeah, my group of friends know uh, a number of things about me. It's just that my parents, they're more of uh, like the old school type of parents. And with them, I had to hide a lot of things about myself yeah. from them, mm-hmm. which is why it, I I feel like I should be open about myself toward other people because of such a long time of being restricted of being who I really am. Right, of course. And your parents probably would never be able to accept it because they're from just like a different time, you know? And that's like super common with most people, I feel like. You know, it's it's like yeah. you're you're separated by generations for than your parents, right? So it's just like most of the time it is very difficult. I mean, I think some people have that kind of relationship with their parents where they can discuss all kinds of things, but most people I think don't. I certainly didn't. Um, so that's like, you know, very typical, but I think it's great that you're able to sort of let your freak flag fly with your friends and your two guys right now and everybody who you come in contact with at such a young age. You know who you are. You know what you like. You're into all kinds of things. I mean, you're into the choking. You liked putting, you liked anal. Like what other kinds of things did you try or that you're into? Uh, what else am I into? I, there's like this thing um what do you call this it's like uh something new that i tried it's called squirting yeah but how do you try that you knew how you know how to squirt i'm I'm gonna be jealous Um, well yeah actually i do i found this type of uh this area within me where you can just uh uh like type of stimulate that and you don't go rough that's that's the technique that you don't go rough you start out really uh slowly mm-hmm. and then when you start feeling like this type of as they call it peeing feeling yeah is that getting closer to that point and you can suddenly just burst like a fountain mm-hmm. and you've yeah. been able to and do you do that with your finger or do you do that with one of your like toys that you made <laughs> uh i do it mostly uh fingering with your finger and you've been able mm-hmm. to do that for yourself you can make yourself squirt and now let me ask you this, because some people have said that the orga like are the orgasms like more intense than a regular or orgasm when you squirt, or is it the same but you're just squirting? Like is there any difference? Uh, there is a very big difference between squirting and an orgasm. Because squirting itself, it's not an orgasm. Mm-hmm. As because I've heard that people confuse squirting and orgasm as the same thing. Right. And it's not. Yeah. Uh well, squirting is more like, it just feels like normal peeing, but it's not pee. And that when you uh, combine both uh, squirting and then orgasming, right. it makes a more intense feeling than just an orgasm. Right, by itself. But like you're saying yeah. that if you squirted without the orgasm, you could squirt without an orgasm, but most of the time you want it to happen at the same time because it makes your orgasm more intense. Yes, Interesting. And are you multi-orgasmic? 
Uh, yeah, I can go up to like, I think five, four to five times. Right in a row? Yep. How do you do that? You're so lucky. These are all my like fantasies that I could do, but I can't do any of that shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's more of a continuous stimulation. You don't stop until uh, you go over, go, you like, you orgasm again and again. Yeah, but are, isn't your clit so sensitive after you have an orgasm? That is how you get another orgasm. How? Because you're sensitive. No, but you're not too sensitive where it actually is like painful. Like, you know, it's kind of like ticklish. Like you can't like just you stop. You you just no. push through it. There, for in my experience, there there hadn't been any pain where I overstimulate myself. Right. Well, not overstimulated. I just always feel like after I come, like I'm like so, you know, sensitive that it feels like t ticklish. Like it's like it's almost too much. It's too sensitive. It's too heightened that I don't want it to be, t you know, and then I could wait like 20 minutes and then go again. But it's not like one after the other. Right. But that's what mm -hmm. multi-orgasmic is, is somebody that could do that and then just come again. Right. Like you could do like five in a row. Yeah. Yeah, that's but like, great. After after having multiple orgasms, it just really tires you out. And the thing is with me is that after an orgasm, I would just I would just get knocked out and fall asleep just like that. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. After one or after the five? <laughs> um uh knocked out after the five, but like drowsy if it's just one. Right, right, right. I hear you. Yeah, well, you sound like you're having a lot of fun. It doesn't even matter. You're like the most experienced virgin I've ever met. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you've done everything. You're into everything. But, like, you never had actual penetration yet. You've penetrated yourself with things that you've made at home, right? You've anally pleasured yourself. You like to choke yourself, spank yourself. You're a sub. You're polyamorous. You're into women. You're into men. You're pansexual. You have two boyfriends. Um, but you're a virgin. That's like the most interesting uh, concoction yet. <laughs> yeah, people are really surprised knowing that I'm into a lot of things and I can engage in something without penetration. And they're like, you're a virgin? I'm like, yeah. And they're more shocked and ask me a lot of questions about this. Right. Well, it's weird, but I think it's because of how you were raised and maybe your culture, like, you know, it's cultural or religious as far as like the actual penetration thing, but it hasn't stopped you from exploring, you know, all your, you know, your curiosity into sex and everything that it has to offer. So forget about it. Once you actually start having the sex for real, you know, imagine the things that you'll be into because you've already been creative enough to get into like all these things alone on video chat with Malo, right? <laughs> I mean, now you have a vanilla boyfriend, but he might not be the end all be all considering you're poly and you're pansexual. Who knows who you'll experience in the future, but there's probably so much more for you to do and try once you start having sex with people but it is yeah it yeah. is super interesting that you've done all this stuff and you're into all this stuff but haven't had that penetration but you've been having such a good time it's almost like you're not like you're not 
not having a great fucking time. Like you're having probably more orgasms and more fun than most people that are having penetration. So it's like you have found all these other really hot ways to get yourself off and to pleasure yourself and to have fun, right? By yourself. I mean, it's not a bad place to be. That's what kind of makes it really, really such a surprising but beautiful thing in how I see it. Mm -hmm. Because you can stay in some, you have like some sort of purity within yourself, but then at the same time, you can enjoy things that you want to look over. Yeah, totally. And you don't have to feel weird about it or anything because you're doing it sort of private and within yourself and you're taking it slow and you're doing what you want to do. And I feel like eventually when you do meet that right person, whoever it is, whether like, you know, when you do cross those lines, you're, you're going to be like a really great lover for somebody because you really know how to please yourself and you know yourself so well, you know, whereas a lot of women especially don't really have that because they don't, they can't even be free even by themselves. Right. So I think that that is only going to help you when you're older and in relationships and more sexually experienced because you already are so beyond I can't even squirt like I said I'm jealous it's like you already know all this stuff on your own like somebody's gonna be really lucky to get you as their their partner because that aspect of things I mean there's so many other things that go into a partnership right but the that the sexual part of it will be you're gonna be a great partner because you've already learned that. But so thanks so much for calling in and talking about all this stuff. Good luck with Malo. Thank you so much as well for having me. And your relationship. When you do pop your cherry, let me know. Give me the update (laughs) and I'll let people know. Of course. All right. But thanks so much, Monica. Thanks for calling in. I'll let you know when I air your episode. It'll probably be this Sunday for sure. All right. All right. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.